Amen, amen. Well, we're getting ready. Tim's giving me the countdown, and we're going to say hello on account of three to all our online church family. One, two, three. And everybody said hello. Good morning. Woo, all right. Wish you guys were here, but we'll take you any way we can get you. Well, I bet you didn't think you'd see a message like this for a sermon title, did you? It says, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Anybody ever heard that? A couple times, you know? You got the t-shirt? Yeah. I tell you what, every time I got surgery there a while back, man, they would give me a, a, a t-shirt. Man, I had a, got a whole wardrobe there last year. So, man, I tell you what, I could lay off some of that. But I want to get to the message right out of the shoot today. And I wanted to grab your attention with what we got going on here today. And really what that means when you look at it, been there, got that. I've been there, done that, and got the t-shirts. Really saying, hey, I've experienced all of that. I got it down. I know. I, I know all about it. You know what I mean? Hey, man, bring them on in. We ain't too busy. But uh, what happens is a lot of times we can start viewing Christianity as that. Oh, we're going to get quiet now, right? Oh, I've been there. We just seen it last week, right? I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just saying what it is. Well, some folks came last week, and we were glad to hear them and, and uh, glad to see them and everything else. But we may not hear from them again till what, Christmas? And what, you know what the real sad part of that is? They miss out. They miss out. I mean, we'd love to have them and everything else, too, but you miss out when you're not staying in the fellowship. Now, hey, look, they might be praying on the way to work and all that. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian, but you should not forsake the assembly of God. God wants us to come together. I, I put it this way. I miss you when you're not here. How about that? Amen. You know? God misses you when you're not here in his house, you know? And that's the whole thing. So it's, it's not not to uh, knock you down. It's to lift you up and encourage you, man. This is your family. And so uh, we love you and we like to, like for you to be here because we want to grow in our faith. So with that being said, I hope that we continue on just uh, pressing in. But I know a lot of times I'll see different things written on Facebook and stuff. And people say, well, you know, uh, happy thoughts and good vibes, all right? When things are going on in my life, I want your prayers. Amen. <laughs> Happy thoughts, good vibes are good, but I ain't seen that change any long-term thing. Because what happens is happiness and joy are totally different, amen? All right? You can still be joyful in the midst of a situation because of that deep-rooted joy is in Christ. But happiness is an emotion, and that can change, right? Man, I'm happy, I'm happy, I got a raise, I got a raise, they just let me go, I'm not happy no more. Joy, you can continue on, even in the midst of the things. Now, you know, hey, you can fall down and scrape your knees and say, man, thank the Lord that I didn't get both of them tore up, right? You know, there's different things that we're looking at there. I'm talking about the deep-rooted joy is found in Christ. Our emotions will change. God never changes. So I want to point us to the thing that will ground us in the Word of God, amen, and that is Jesus himself. So I want to jump on in here. How many know can tell me what the Great Commission is? I'm going to point at you. I'm just a yes or no. That's good. Great Commission, yeah. That's, that's what Jesus told us to do. It's about us making disciples, amen? And that's really what I want to jump in today, is to encourage us and inspire us to move on and lead folks to the Lord. And I'm going to back up a little bit. Um, this is, uh, I just put for space on here and put it out on the uh, web and stuff, just verse 20. But I'm going to back up a little bit to 18. And this is what Jesus commanded, right? Jesus commanded. If somebody commands you something, it's not optional, is it? It's not the great suggestion. It's the great commission. All right, I want y'all to hear that. So he talks off here, and if you got your Bibles, it's in Matthew 28. And Jesus says this, go into all the world, and then he says, I have all authority and, and uh, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Look at this. Teaching them to obey everything I commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. Amen. How, do you know, how many know that it's great to know that God will never leave you or forsake you? Amen. Have you ever felt like 
in my left. Sometimes, man, Lord, where are you? That's a lonely time. But the truth of the word is, see, that's why we need to teach and that's why we need to know. Because even when our feelings feel like that, our emotions are like that, we can go back to the truth. God said, I'll never leave you. Can God lie? No. Is this word true? Absolutely. So the more you get that down from your head to your heart, it's going to help you when situations come up. And we will have situations come up. Amen. I tell you what, it's, it's, you know, we went this week and my father-in-law got his uh, knee replacement. Again, I appreciate all the prayers. He's doing really well. But it's a big difference when you've been in the hospital once when you're five years old and you're 74. So there's a lot of different changes and stuff. From the time I had that same surgery about a year and a half ago to what they're doing now has changed. Things have changed. And I'm thinking, well, you need to do this. And they go, no, we don't do that anymore. Right? And my mother-in-law looked at me and I said, you know, I love being in the hospital. And she said, what? I said, it's a perfect place to encourage people. It's a perfect place to speak love and the promises of God into people's life. Amen. I don't care if I'm in the gift shop. I don't care if I'm over in the, in the food line. Not food line. You know, I do a lot of preaching in food line, but the food line as well. You know? That's right. You can tell I get in the food line a lot too. <laughs> David's going, yeah, I know. <laughs> but man, you can make a friend in Jesus anywhere you go, amen? I tease all the time. I said, boy, if you get on, if you get on the uh, elevator with me, you are gone, boy. How many floors we got? I'm going to talk about Jesus. And I, I like getting in there and hitting the button and it starts going like that. What was that? I said, I don't know. Are you ready? Ready? I said, man, if we don't make it, where are you going? You know, they think I'm crazy, but you know, you can be saved and have fun. Amen. I'm telling you, that's what, you know, and that doesn't mean you're not serious about it. So the joy of the Lord is our strength, man. I'm feeling strong in Jesus. How about you? I get excited when I think about all the things I've been forgiven of. Anybody else? I'll just pray for you then. All right. Yeah. They go, man, you're a happy camper. I go, man, he has separated my sins as far as the east is to the west. I don't even have to rename them. I don't have to bring them up because he says, you are forgiven. We have a God in the forgiveness business. But how many people like to go shopping? I was waiting for my wife to raise both hands. Yeah. How many people like a deal? Now, Denise, I say this like, my wife has come from a long line of shoppers, thank the Lord. Now, I tell you, man, she can get a deal, and she loves it. But when she gets home, she's got to tell everybody she got the deal. But that's good. There ain't no better deal than this. The gospel message. Why do we stop with that? You know? How many more? How many more people go to that and say, hey, you ain't going to believe this. I got a deal on a lawnmower yesterday. I was good. I, got, I called Tim. I called Tim. Hey, look at this lawnmower. God, look at this. You know what the best part is? It ain't for me. <laughs> it's for Junior. Right? <laughs> That's right. That's it. I said, hey, man, I got you hooked up. Come on by and check it out. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't mind sharing. I don't mind sharing. But... When something good happens, we like to share it. Is there anything better than knowing Jesus? I haven't got it. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I can save you a whole lot of time. You don't need to look. We do look sometimes. We fill our life with a whole lot of different things on the, on the way to Jesus. Amen? You know, we look at different relationships. We chase money. We chase, you know, drugs and alcohol and all these different things. But all those things are very temporary, aren't they? Think about that. Anybody had a birthday lately other than Everett back there? Everybody say amen. amen. You thought I was going to let you slide on that. Happy birthday, brother. I know. There's a few more in there, right? It, it probably got some more coming up. How many people feel younger today than they did last year? 
trouble, people say, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah. I got new parts. I'm feeling good, man. New knees, new arm. I'm feeling like, yeah. But then sometimes, man, when I wake up, Denise said, go ahead and tell mom what you did yesterday. I was so over at my mother-in-law's house. She said, go ahead and tell them how you get up. I don't want to. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh. Mm. That's just moving my neck. <laughs> oh, okay, so I'm tired. Oh, I'm going to get up now. I'm going to get up now. Get on the side of the bed, a couple more cracks and pops. Once I get moving, I'm all right. But she said, yeah. You know, people say, oh, you just jump up, ready to roll. I like to do that. But you know what? And she thinks I'm sleeping a lot of times. I wake up, I'm praying. She said, you're sleeping. I said, no, I was praying. She said, you're snoring. I said, I'm still praying. <laughs> right? I, I try to start my day off with the Lord, man. I'm lifting you guys up right, right out of the shoot, too. But I tell you what, when we have something so good, why would we contain it? How can we contain it? You know? This is, this is a total side note. Anybody ever been in a club? Some type of club or something? This ain't a club. This is, this is a family, you know? And they got the secret handshake and all that, you know, all that. And then they got the stuff that don't tell nobody. I'm thinking, I don't want to know. Because everything I see in the Bible, I don't see them too. Hey, look, don't tell nobody I'm going to die and raise again on the third day. I didn't read that part, right? Every now and then he says, hey, hold tight. It's coming. But then it's our turn. We can announce it. How many people are announcing the good news? Man. All the time, man, we need to be sharing the good news. I can't, I just can't get enough of it. So the been there, done that, got the t-shirts, doesn't apply to Christianity in my, in, in my thoughts. How about you guys? Because that's saying, well, I already did that. I'm good. And like I said, unfortunately, many people will go to church here and there. Many people will get saved, and I believe saved, and call on the name of the Lord, put their faith and trust in the finished work of the, the cross, and say, okay, I know I'm going to heaven, so I'm good. Man, are you missing out. Now, that is an amazing thing. But what about day in, day out, knowing that God's for you? Anybody ever have trials, tribulations, little setback, bumps, and bruises? Three of you. I need to hang up. Five, four, six, seven, 52, 97. Yeah, yeah, we can have some of those things, man. Now, how many people have been through situations without God and then been through a situation with God? Big difference, isn't it? Yes, indeed. I know Tanya is telling me that she's had different things going on in her life and she shared testimony before. She's like, I've been through this without the Lord. I've been through this with the Lord. With the Lord is better. Amen. And I hope that we see that today. So I want to encourage you, inspire you in the, in the word of the Lord today. And just think about what we have as God called us to do uh, the Great Commission. I wrote a few things down. I said, conversion and baptism is not where disciple making ends, but rather where it begins. Now, I want to make sure you understand what I'm talking about. You are not saved by your works. You are not saved by your giving. You are saved by grace through faith. Not that of yourself, but it's a gift of God. Amen? Jesus Christ did it all. He poured out his blood. He died as a sin sacrifice, perfect sacrifice for us. Amen? That's the gospel. That's the good news. And rose again on the third day. Everybody got that, right? That is the gospel. We're going to talk about that. But as his disciples, there should be a change in our life. And he tells us in the Great Commission, go therefore, Right? Teach them, right? Show folks this, right? How much are we studying? How much are we into God's word? How much are we growing in, in the Lord? So what really happens is we, we got the, the keys to the kingdom, but we want to bring other people in, right? Anybody ever had a big party at the house, right? Is that thing still on? I ain't going to say that. Yeah. You want people to come. You don't just set up your thing. I just want a few people to come. You want everybody to come, right? 
much greater is what we will have when we step into the fullness of who God has called us to be. No more aches and pains. No more getting up like, uh, amen. Man. But also, God gives us his word and his promises for wisdom now. Had I been listening to the Lord and still listening to the Lord better than what I do, because I'm always learning. I want to tell you that as I'm preaching to myself every week. I could probably help myself with a lot of aches and pains, especially in my heart. Amen. How about that? Things I should have done, maybe shouldn't have done. Things I should have said, maybe things I didn't say. If, if you were seeing me now, you, people tell my friends, man, you always tell everybody you love them. I said, I sure do. I'm not just saying that. They said, they will know you by your love. I care about you. I, I, I love you, man. That's good. All right? I want people to know that because I never know when my last day is going to be here. Now, my family gets, gets they go, oh, Lord, his dad dying again. <laughs> you know? And I used to say that to my dad. My dad used to say, son, I just want you to remember this because when I'm gone, I want you to remember this. I'm very thankful he told me these things. Amen? Because guess what? I hold on to them now. But think about when Jesus left. What's the last thing he said? Just what I'm sharing with you today. Go therefore. Make disciples. Go into all the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I'm with you always. Even to the end of the age. See, he doesn't just give us a task and say, hey, I, I, let me see how you do. He's still with us. He's still with us. And that's the promise that we have. And that's the call that we have to share things with folks. So I'm going to look at three areas today about learning the truth and transformation and proclaiming the mission. Everybody ready? Say amen. amen. Let's do it. Let's jump in here. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about today is learn the truth. Amen. I said I can't stress this enough. We need to learn the truth. We need to be students of the word. So when the enemy tries to come in and steal our joy, we can say that's not right. Many folks can be led astray because they haven't taken time to grow in their faith. Amen. And let me tell you, that will rob your joy. I mentioned this very early on, and I've shared this from time to time, and this really grabbed a hold of my heart. I remember when I got saved in 1995 from a Bible track on Halloween night, I knew this. I knew that I was a sinner, and I needed God's grace and forgiveness, and there's one way to heaven, and it's through Jesus Christ's perfect sacrifice, death, burial, resurrection. And I asked the Lord to come into my life. And I knew that I was saved and I was secured. I didn't know, know all the verses. I didn't know all these things, but I knew. And I had a friend of mine. And I think they thought they were telling, giving me some good information. But they didn't have all the information. And they were speaking into my life. And it didn't bring me much peace, I can tell you that. Because they didn't have the truth. Thank the Lord that when we ask the Lord into our life, he gives us the Holy Spirit in our life. And the Spirit of God, I didn't even know what was going on, but the Spirit of God was bearing witness to me that that ain't right. That is not right. Talking about you know, losing salvation and working your way to heaven and all that, I was like, that's, that, that's not right. But I made up my mind that day. I can tell you where I was sitting. I can tell you I had my feet propped up on my desk. I remember having that conversation. And I couldn't defend myself. Worse I couldn't defend what I knew in my heart. I could not defend what I knew was, was the truth at that point because I was very, just walking in, just got saved. And I said, that will never happen to me again. I don't have to be the smartest. I don't have to know everything, but I will be prepared to share what I believe and why I believe it, amen? And so I started digging and I started reading and I started getting these little, I, I made, and some of you have heard this, I got little, uh, Cards, index cards. Thank the Lord you guys are here. 
Y'all knew exactly what I mean. I start doing this. Y'all are good Pictionary people. I'm thinking, my brain's going 90 miles an hour. It's like, uh, index card. Yes, that's it. I get index card and I said, okay, first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to look up every scripture I can find on being secure in Christ. And I took it and I had them in my pocket. We'd be working on something. I'd be waiting for a tool to come in. I'd be reading that again. Reading that again. Getting it in my head. Getting it in my heart. Man. And I think back there, that's why the most of the scriptures that I, I, I say are the ones that, that I had put in my heart early. You know? Saved by grace and faith, not that of itself. It's a gift of God. I'm trying to impress anybody with the few Bible verses I can repeat. I can go, thank the Lord nowadays, we can go and grab the word. You got it on your phone, your iPhone, your, your, your tablets and stuff like that. But it needs to get in your heart. And I've had people ask me, well, man, what do you, you think you're all this and all that? I go, no, not at all. But I'm going to tell you this. His name is Jesus. Amen. And what I do, and I don't even argue with people. I don't get into anything else. I share my faith and stuff. A lot of times people, I said, well, we said, well, that's what you believe. I said, yeah. So, and I give them time. I said, so what do you believe? Well, I just think they might say, I've heard them all. Y'all heard that? When you die, you just go back to dirt. I said, well, what are you basing that on? Well, that's just what I think. I don't want to go on just what I think. I want to go on what God says. Amen? 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 That's why we're talking about studying and learning the word, right? Turn around, and I mentioned this before, but we got some new face. I'm going to share this again. I witnessed to a guy at work one time. Big old, tough, muscle guy, right? Harder, bigger they are, the harder they fall, right? And a lot of people wouldn't want to talk to him too much because he's always, yeah, whatever. So I just love him on the Lord. Love him to the Lord. And I remember that he was on travel one time. And, I, and for you guys that heard this, just love me through it. And he had to have a gallbladder surgery. And he got back. I said, man, how are you doing? He said, man, I thought I was going to die. I said, really? I said, where would you have went if you died? Quiet. I don't know. I guess I'd go back to dirt. I said, why do you think that? He said, I just think that. I said, man, hmm. He said, what do you think? I told him what I thought of his own. Okay. I said, did that hurt? He said, yeah, it hurt. I said, man, did it really hurt? It really hurt. I said, would you get like stabbing pains? He said, I got pains. Man, I was getting pains in, in here. And this is his God intervening, amen. He was going, oh, God, oh, God. I said, no, why don't you cry old dirt, old dirt? <laughs> and it just smacked him like, what and I, I didn't think about it, but when God said it, why didn't he ask him? Why didn't, why didn't he ask the dirt to save him? See, you know what? God has written his law on our head and on our hearts. And man, I'm going to tell you what. My uncle was in the army, and you guys have heard that before. He said, no atheist in the foxhole, amen? Oh, they talk all that stuff, man. When they, when, when they were coming over and they were digging deep, he said, I heard all types of prayers out there. Isn't that amazing? But if you know the truth, you don't have to guess. You know the truth that has set you free, amen? So that's what I hope today that we start building and learning and, and, and being disciples of the word, amen? So I want, us, I want us to just get this. This is really where I'm taking off from, getting uh, getting the truth in us. Everybody doing good? So it really starts with a self-check, right? I said, starts right here with your man or woman. Look in the mirror, man, you know? And, and I said, look at this. I said, give yourself an honest evaluation and see what God reveals to you. Now, you know, sometimes it's hard to get a good, clear picture of ourselves. Find somebody that's plugged in to the Lord, somebody that loves you in the Lord, somebody who want to speak life, man, if you have a problem with that, and ask them, amen? And we'll pray for you, that God will reveal the truth to you, amen? 
I said, and this is what I'm thinking about. When you look in the mirror, how much Jesus is reflected? Ooh. I'm not talking about your hair color or color your eyes. Or you know what I'm talking about. How much Jesus is reflected in you? I want to tell you right here, right, right here, right here, right here. There are days that I do not reflect real good. But there's sometimes I go, wow, I'm sure glad God took a hold of that situation. Can I give you an example? I love my boys. I love my boys. So I just spent all this money getting the air conditioner fixed on my 1974 refurbished truck. And I said, hey, man, something's not right on this thing. And Tom said, well, Dad, you got to open that right there. You got to just all you got to do is open that right there. <laughs> I said, well, okay. I think we opened it too much. Because the line blew off. Boom! And he's like, turn it off! And I was going, okay. And for about 10 minutes, he's going, Pops, I'm sorry, man. I messed your truck up. I said, thanks, baby. I said, you all right? He said, yeah. But we got ahead of ourselves. He's right there. He knows more about it than I do. I, I just, I, he said, turn it off. I can do that. I turned it off. He said, man, I messed it up. I messed this up. And I, I, said, no. I said, are you okay? I said, dude, it's just stuff. Now, I'm not saying, oh, buddy, always responds like that. Because five minutes later, I said, start it back up. And he went, why? What are you doing? You know? I was like, why do you have to start it with the dude floor? This is a classic. <laughs> wow. Stop helping. Right? The whole point of the story was, Man, I wish I responded like that all the time. Because you know what? It really didn't matter. And I said, good, man. You all right? That's good. Let's go down and get some more free out and put in and see what happens. It's no big hot cakes. You know? Now, I'm going to tell you what. 20 years ago, I'd have been going, oh, I can't believe you did that. What in the world is that and everything? Like, I knew something better, right? <laughs> I'd have been going, what just happened? And I want to bring that up because this. Because let me tell you, this guy could take a motor and turn it inside out and put it back together. And I'm going, which spark plug do you want? You know? <laughs> But sometimes these things happen, you know what I mean? And we got talking and we were doing and, and we just got ahead of ourselves. So I'm not putting them down. I'm lifting them up. I thank you for all the stuff you do. However, I want to showcase what God can do in somebody that has always been a little bit on the hothead side. I never forget that. Yeah, yeah, miles left. I'll tell you what helped me with being a hothead. Join a karate class for about five years. <laughs> They'll beat it out of you. Amen. My dad kept saying, I can't believe you pay good money to get whipped, boy. I've done it for free and you yelled at me. <laughs> I got to tell you one, though. I was about 18 or so, and I love my dad. Me and my dad were always playing around now. And my dad had this thing. He said, try to choke me. You can't choke me. Well, my dad didn't have no neck. He just had his head set right here. <laughs> I love him, Dad. I mean, Paul pa Paul's head just sat right here. You know? It looked like a crock pot on the refrigerator. My dad freaking out. And he's chewing the tobacco and stuff. And they call my mom, they call him Buddy, and I'm Buddy also. So I get out there, and we're sitting. I was thinking about another day, Jeff. You know what I'm talking about? In this little sitting bench out there. Right out there, that old, the old sitting bench. So I was sitting out there, and I started laughing. I said, Ain't something? So me and Dad was out on that bench, right? He's going to teach me the truth. <laughs> he said, You doing that karate still? He's just spinning the tobacco everywhere. I'm like moving my shoes, you know? I said, Yeah. He said, I just don't understand that stuff. I said, well, I can show you a little something if you want to. I don't want to hurt your pops. He said, I think I'll be all right. And my mom's at the screen door, but he don't. And she wasn't saying me. She was telling dad, but dad don't do that. He said, well, why don't you go ahead? Come on. I said, oh, yeah, I got it. Oh, this, I've been waiting for this. I'm going to show him to the box. 
And I, he said, well, go, go ahead and grab it. I knew I couldn't choke him. <laughs> I'd probably get tobacco on me. I said, get, I got my arms around him like that. And I, 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 put my, I put my chin right there on his ear. I said, what you going to do now, Pops? He said, do you got me? I said, yeah. He said, make sure you got me tight, boy. I said, I got you. He went, oh. And I went, oh. <laughs> All the way down. And my mom's going, I told you not to do that. I was in the fetal position here. I'd get my money back if I was you. <laughs> True story. True story. Ooh, he learned me that one, didn't he? <laughs> and I can tell you I never tried that one again. But you know, you think, you see, and I, I'll give you, let me give you one more other uh, eye-opening moment. Hung out now, now I'm thinking, okay, got another exception to all the rules, so. Spending more time with my karate teacher, man. He at that time he's like a seventh degree black belt. And all of a sudden we doing stuff all the and he was showing me all the extra stuff, man, all this stuff. So he's in class. And here's the problem with you when your buddies with the teacher, you can have 30 people and they get buddy, come on up here. <laughs> I was like, okay, ragdoll, here we go. So he said, I'm gonna do this, do this, and I'm gonna show you how to do this. There I go. I'm gonna do this and do this. There I go. I'm thinking about my dad. They're taking your money. They're taking your money. They're taking your money. That's all I can think of. But then one day, I was getting pretty good at the game, right? And there was up here, he said, okay, I want you to do this here. And we had some of the other black belts in there and all this. And, and here's, here's my, my Kiyoshi, right? Grandmaster. We're going, I got a hit on him. Oh, head's going, to-do, I said, oh, God, now. I'm thinking, I know what I'm going to do. As soon as he kicks me, I'm going to grab him and sweep him, boy. I'm going to take him down. And I remember this one little girly man scream. I think it was me. And I went to grab him, right? And I grabbed that leg, and boy, he suckered me. And he went like that, pow, and flipped me over. And I heard one of the instructors go, no. That's all I heard as I went, wham. And he whispered these words in my ears. You might know all I taught you, but you don't know all I know. And I heard my dad, they've been taking your money. <laughs> oh, man. What does that have to do with stuff? Be a student of whatever you're doing, all right? Stick with that. But man, I tell you, those were things that I, I learned over the time, and then you can still apply them in everyday life. Self-check. I do some self-checking. How much more do we need to self-check ourselves in our relationship with the Lord? How much more do we need to self-check ourselves in the Lord? It starts right there. And think about this. Are we seeing, as we go in our life with the Lord, are we seeing more of the characteristics of Christ in us and through us than we did when we first got saved? And I hope the answer is yes. Amen? Some days are going to be better than others. I understand that. Everybody understand that. But we should be pressing to the mark to be more like Jesus, to respond like that. Got a couple more stories, but we'll keep on moving on. Amen? So look at this. Here's a question. Am I secure in my relationship with Christ? And that's what I want you to see now. I want you to look at this. And, hey, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Mike said, I've got to leave early. I'm going to take it personal. <laughs> Uh, I try to see, see what happens. Right. I love you, brother. Hey, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you this now. I preached a funeral one time. I was preaching funeral. Funeral's packed, right? Funeral's packed. He's coming back. He wants some more. The funeral's packed, right? And the guy told me, he said, "How long do you think this will be?" I said, "I don't know." He said, "Okay." He said, "But I got to go to my granddaughter's play at six thirty. Don't take it personal. I got to get up." I said, "Okay." Preached the thing. The guy gave me the knife. Right. Right. 
They had like, I don't know, 28, 30 people get saved and everything else, right? Man, I'm rejoicing. God is moving. Everything's good. Man, hugging people, everything else. God is moving. Thank the Lord. God is doing what he's doing. God gets the credit, everything else. Next day, one of my friends calls and says, hey, man, how you doing? I said, I'm doing good. He said, man, I heard about that funeral you preached. I said, you did? I said, yeah. I said, man, guess what, man? God was moving. It's about 28, 30 people got saved. He said, what? He said, I heard people getting up, leaving in the middle of you speaking. I said, you mean the guy that was going to his granddaughter's little recital? See, they got half the story. But see, the enemy will find that little chink in the armor, right? They didn't see everybody else getting saved. They didn't see everything else getting on. They didn't see the, the gospel going out. They just said, oh, somebody got marked off. So anyway, just throw that in. I already knew he was going to get up. What about that? So what I'm saying here, are we secure in our relationship with Christ? A lot of this stuff is going to be foundational stuff, but you've got to have a good foundation before you can build some good, strong walls, right? Amen. Let's look at this. So are we secure in my relationship? Remember when I said I got that phone call from my friend when I first got saved? I wasn't that secure in my relationship. Let me put it this way. I was secure. God had me, but I didn't know that. So I was concerned. If he gives you eternal life, how long is that for? Amen. Is it just till you mess up? No? Then that's not eternity. That's that's a provisional thing, right? Does he love you unconditionally? Yeah. What does that mean? No conditions. See, I gotta make it real simple for me. Alright? That's it. I was like, okay. So he finished the work, right? He said it is finished. That's it. You said, well, why are you going back to the basics? Well, it's always good to go back to the basics. It's always good to get that foundation because what will happen is as we go and grow in our relationship, if we make, don't make sure that we are secure with the footing of, of, the, of the faith of Jesus Christ, we can start wavering. I want you guys to get a good foundation on what's going on here today. So are we sure of that? Here you go. I, I asked us, are you grounded in that, in, in that? If somebody asked you today, if you die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? Would your answer be absolutely? I pray that it is. And if it's not 100%, guess what? I pray that it is today. Because 99 ain't going to get you there. It's 100% of what Christ did. Amen? I want you to hear This is a good message, man. This is a great message. This is a gospel message. I want you guys to hear that. So look at this. Am I clear on my understanding of the gospel? If somebody says, what's the gospel? Would you be able to explain that? The gospel actually means good news. What's the good news? Jesus Christ came to this earth led a sinless life and took our place on the cross. Amen? I got it written down real here, pretty here. I want, I want you to see this here. I said, here we go. I said, first, what is the gospel? The gospel is, is the good news that God saves sinners. Man, by his nature, is sinful and separated from God with no hope of redeeming that situation. But God, by his power, provided the means of man's redemption through the death, burial, and resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Is it good news that Jesus died? Finish the story, right? That's what I said. See, a lot of people say, Jesus died for my sin. Okay, but if he's still in the tomb, that ain't good news. Jesus died for my sins. He poured out his blood. There was a, a, a sacrifice. Had to be life blood. The, the, the blood, the way God set this up, that there had to be a life for a life. It had to be the perfect sacrifice. He was the perfect sacrifice. Poured out his blood. And the good news is that he rose again. See, we're just coming off the resurrection 
weekend, right? But it should be the resurrection day every day when we know the Lord Jesus Christ. He is risen, man. And because he's risen, we have the promise of God. Everything we believe, any, everything that we talk about here should be the centerpiece of Christ's death, burial, resurrection. Amen? I want you guys to get that in your heart real good because I want you to, to be clear on that because if you're not, guess what? You're not going to have many peace, are you? What happens is when you see religion and you see cults, this is how they prey on people. They don't know the fullness of the gospel. They don't understand what's going on. So it's our job as making disciples to make sure you know. Amen? Because I want you to be strong in your faith. Not, we don't have to be boastful. Paul said the only thing he's going to brag on is what Jesus did. Amen? How about you guys? I say it all the time. I wouldn't pick me. God did. Thank the Lord. Aren't you excited, man? That God said, no, you're worth it. On your best day, God says, you're still worth it. Man, that's something. So that means there's something of great value in you, in you, in you, in you, in you. I always say this. What something's worth really has to do with how much somebody pay for it, right? You sell a car. You say it's worth $500. The guy said, no, I'll give you three. You know, you say, no, it's worth $500 or whatever. Whatever the deal is, you go to buy a dress, you say it's not worth that. All right, I'll give you $100 instead of $200. So it's, it has to do with the purchase, person purchasing it, how much they see value in it. You see where I'm going with this? Jesus said, you're worth this much. You're worth everything. Everything. Not just because you were, you were a nice guy last week. Not because you, your hair is just right this morning. It's because he sees what you can do. He knows who you are. He knew you from the very beginning, and he says you're worth it. So we want to make sure that we're clear on the gospel. Where do you find the gospel? Somebody says, can you show me the gospel in the, in the book, in the word? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 through 4. Let me read it for you, all right? You ready? Paul writes, and he said, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, the good news, amen, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. Hold firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. In other words, if you just say, yeah, I got it. I want to talk a little, I want to take some time on this today, okay? People say, yeah, I prayed the prayer. Did the prayer save you? Listen real close to what I'm saying. If you're just mumbling words, or if you're just saying something so they'll leave you alone, you miss the point. But if you're asking God from your heart to come into your life and forgive you of your sins, and you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, it is finished. Amen? You see what happens? A lot of times people say, yeah, this is what happens to different religions. They'll take a baby and they say, okay, uh, we christened this baby. I don't know exactly what they're talking about. Here we go. We're going to put some water, sprinkle them on there. Okay, and that child grows up thinking, I'm okay. Because Aunt Lulu took me to such and such and they, they put some holy water on me. Does the Bible say that? No. Each person has to give account for their life. Each person has the opportunity and the privilege to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I mentioned it many times. It doesn't matter that your grandmother played the organ and, and uh, you know, the, the church choir and everything else. It doesn't matter how much you put in the plate or, plate or anything else. I know I'm going over this and you say, buddy, we know this. But you know what? Somebody's going to be listening. They didn't know this. Aren't you going to be glad that they found out today? Because this is the message. This is the message. It's the gospel of Christ. And we are commanded to share the good news. We are saved by what Christ did. Amen. Putting our faith and trust in that. Well, look at this. 
Here's the next question. As believers, you say, you know, buddy, I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I didn't mumble some words. I, I asked the Lord to come into my life. I believe that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. I believe that he's the son of God. I believe he came to take the sin of the, world, the, the, sinner, sin of the world away. And I asked him to come into my life. I made it personal. Amen. Celebrate that. All right. But what are you doing with it? Am I going deeper with God or just wearing the t-shirt? Tying it back in. Am I being a disciple? Am I being active in my relationship with the Lord? How well do people see the Lord represented in your life? Like I said, hey, look, I'm not here to beat you up. I just want you to evaluate. And when I'm going through this week, working on this message, that's what I was doing. I was going, you know, there's areas in my life that, that you know what, Lord, I really need some help in. How about you? And God says, I'm here. Lord, help me, help me to be more patient. Or help me to be understanding. Help me to be compassionate. Right? I'm sitting there with my father-in-law and I see go through the surgery. I'm thinking, I remember that. I don't go, come on, man, get up. Suck it up, man. Come on. I go, you need anything? What's going on? And you know what I constantly tell him? I said, tomorrow's going to be a better day, granddad. I said, you're in a tough spot right now. I'm speaking life into his life. I didn't need anybody coming to my bedside. I go, man, that sure is a big scar. Man, I can't believe you got them bruises on there. I thought you'd be walking by now. You can stay at home, right? You need to be speaking life, and they should know it's by our love. I didn't tell them anything that wasn't true. I'm going to speak the truth. I'm going to speak it in love. I said, hey, man, you know what? You're going to have a couple of weeks that are tough, but we're going to keep on going. We're not going anywhere. You've been through a tough spot, feel all alone, but somebody comes in there and says, hey, man, I'm right here. I'm right here. I remember one of my surgeries, I, I told Denise, I said, I know that you can't do anything about this. Just sit with me. Just sit with me. I've had friends I talk to on the phone, man, I don't know what's going on in my life. Man, this is, this is going on, man. It's bad. It's bad. I know you can't fix it. I know you can't. But man, could you just hang out with me? Yeah. Could you just talk to me for a little while? Not buddy. They needed a friend. They needed the love of Christ displayed into their life when they thought, man, I, I can't see any light. Will you be the light in the darkness for somebody else? Will you be pointing them to the Lord? Will you have that message of Jesus Christ of hope on your tongue to speak into their life, man? Think about that. And it gets tough sometimes. But I pray that we're growing deeper in what God has shown us to do. So, since the first of the year, let me ask you that. Let's, let's come back in. Today is, uh, we're in April, so that's four months into a year. What have you done since January to grow in your relationship with the Lord? You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to answer that something self-evaluation. Are you reading more of his word? Are you praying more? Going to church regularly or whatever? Again, please, Listen. It's not about getting to heaven. That's already been taken care of when you put your faith and trust in the Lord. But how do we grow and make disciples? He says we, we need to feed ourselves. I can't teach somebody something that I don't know, right? But I need to be growing in that. So I'll throw this in there. You got opportunities on Tuesdays to come out, right? You got opportunities all the time. So you say, man, buddy, you just sound like you just, you just, you know, tell them we got to study, we got to do this. I want God's best for you. And I know what God said. And as a pastor, I need to preach that to you so that you know. And I want to build you up strong. So when those things happen, hey, here you go. How about when I don't feel good? I want to pour out so when you guys come on and say, it's going to be all right. Remember when you said that? We're going to pray about that. I want to say, well, I don't know. You never told us nothing about that. I guess you're out. That wouldn't be good, would it? 
want you to be a mirror of Christ in your family. You might be the only Bible they see at work. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's crucial. Time is going by. You know, Jeff uh, lives near my mom. Our neighborhood is not what it used to be. He jumps me and says, all I heard was gunshots last night. Man. Gunshots, gunshots, gunshots. I told mama, put that gun down. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. She got a slingshot. But, yeah. you know, but things change. God never changes. But what happens? Things, things happen like that. Will you be ready to give account of, of what you believe? I hope, it's, I hope so. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good so far? Take a look at this here. I said, being on a sideline uh, Christian, being a sideline Christian is not an option. It's not an option. I say this many times, you don't have to grab somebody and put them in the Holy Ghost headlock, any of those things like that. But be willing to share what you believe. If somebody asks you, what do you believe, would you be able to tell? I say, man, this is what I believe. This is what the Bible says. I put my faith and trust in that. This is what I believe. I want you guys to be strong in the word. Amen. Look at this, John 8, 31 to 32. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Man. See, a lot of times people are deceived because they don't know the truth. I don't want you deceived. I want you to know. That's why I put the scriptures up here. Ask some questions. Hey, you said, man, buddy, I don't understand that. Or if I had something out of whack, let me know because I want to make it right. I want the best for you. I want to take God's word and God moving. Now, I always say, Holy Spirit, be our teacher. Use me somehow today, Lord, to make a difference because I want us to learn the truth. And the truth will what? Set you what? All right. You know why? Because God's in the transformation business. Amen. I said, we don't preach and teach just for information, but for transformation. It should be a difference in our life. Amen. I said, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, it's not just someone who learns the truth intellectually, but they, they live their life effectively. I want to be effective for the Lord. How about you guys? Can you imagine? Now, I, I mention this from time to time, and I want you to understand this. Our sin is taken care of on the cross. Everybody say amen if you believe that. Amen. We put our faith and trust in and what he did, the finished work, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. His shed blood purchased it. But there will be a day that we stand before the Lord to give account of our lives. As the believer, it's not going to be about your sin. It's going to be about how did we serve the Lord? I'm breaking it down here. Can you imagine getting there and saying, you had a place of business and you never served me. I'm not saying you're not going to heaven. I'm saying, you know what? I wouldn't be expecting, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. Not here to beat you up. I'm here to inform you so that we make the most of these times. See, I think a lot of times people say, oh, man, I'm going to do it. Everything's great. Woo, this and that and everything else. He says there's going to be a day that we give account of what we've done for him. Not our sin. Sin was taken care of, right? But we have been given a great, great message. Amen. Can you imagine saying, well, buddy, uh, where are the 3,263 souls that I was going to use you for? But you, you wouldn't push the Facebook button. Because you're afraid your hair was messed up. What are you going to say then? What about, what about you know what? Hey, I, I called you to do this. I called you to, to you know, to run a Bible study at, at, at school. But you were worried about this or that. I, I gave you a business. You could run a Christian business. You could glorify me in that business. Amen? I'll tell you a story. I got a different truck. And he said, you can't have three trucks. One's got to go. I said, 
Okay. Put my truck up for sale. I said, this is the price. First guy came, said, I want the truck. I said, that's great. Count the money, short $100. Okay. Now, I'd already discounted it on down and everything else. He goes, man, I don't know where the money's at. I said, it should be right there. He said, man, did, I, is, did somebody take it at work? I said, hey, man, everything's okay. He says, well, man, I don't know this, that, and I can do this, and that, and that. I said, huh. And Lois said, here's a great opportunity for you. I couldn't use that money just as good as anybody else, amen? And I looked at the guy, and I said, don't let this $100 ruin your, you, you, you like this truck, right? Yeah, man, this is going to be perfect for my kids and everything. I said, don't worry about it. I said, maybe check with the bank, make sure they didn't have somebody overdrawn out or everything else. I said, but I had his full attention. I said, look, man, it's not like I don't, I can't use it. I'm not saying, oh, don't worry about it. I said, but look, I said, the Lord has been really good to me. And I said, I'll tell you what, if you find the money, give me a call. If you don't, enjoy the truck. He said, but man, I don't feel right about that. I said, well, then you do what you think you need to do. But I'm not going to make a big deal about it because I'm already blessed. And I can see his face going, is there something wrong with the truck? You know, <laughs> all these things like, you know, I was like, okay. And I even told Tony and Tim, I said, I went either way. If he finds some money, he brings it back, great. If he don't, $100 bottle trap. Maybe it'll change his life down the road. He said, you're going to hear from me, man. You're going to hear from me. I said, okay. Y'all heard from him? Because I ain't. That ain't saying he might, he might surprise him. I'd be out here today. That's okay. But the thing was, I said, this is an opportunity that I can speak into this guy's life. How much more is it worth if he would just hear that? They would just hear, how is this guy being cruel about this and everything? I was like, hey, man, don't let it ruin your day. But I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do, whether whatever you do. Amen? I'm, gonna do, I'm not saying, when I bring these things up, I'm not saying, oh, buddy, does it all right, because I give you I give you a whole lot of stories where I don't. But what I'm telling you is this. There are moments every day in your life that God will choose to use you to stand in the gap. Hey, maybe I'll get to come back and say, guess what? I told you a while back, I, I did some, some deal. I had the wrong amount of money and everything else, and I overpaid a guy for something and everything else. Remember me telling you that? Called a guy, he goes, yeah, you're right. And he said, come get your money. I was just returning the favor. I was just passing it on. How many people go, nope, 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 nope. It's hard for God to put something in your hand if you keep it clutched all the time. Amen? How much harder is it to get something in your heart if you get it like that? That you're worried about what they said or what she said or where they're sitting or what they're doing or all this stuff. You get all that, man. I'm saying today, man, let that transformation of what God's done in your life shine through in every area of your life. And guess what? Sometimes it's not what? Comfortable. It's not comfortable. And sometimes it might cost you a little something. But I guarantee you that God pays eternal dividends and that's a whole lot better, isn't it? Amen? Let's pick up the pace a little bit here. So see what's going on. Sign of transformation. Obedience. Man, I said, do others see the change in your life? Do you see the change in your life? I said, Jesus' love is the catalyst for lasting change. Can you tell in your own life first that God has made a difference in your life? Amen. Amen. Isn't that good? 
I would hope that he would make a change in your life. Because your destination, your spiritual destination has changed. And that's something to be excited about. But not only you don't have to wait till you get there. He wants to work in your life now. See, I always say this. When we can say it should be, it should affect every part of your life. That doesn't mean you don't miss the mark. I know I still miss the mark. And I get back up and say, Lord, forgive me. Help me keep going. All right. But what I want you to see is, is he transforming you? Is he transforming you? He making things new. How many people like fresh starts? I ask that a lot of times. Fresh starts are good. You remember that Etch-A-Sketch thing? You know what I mean? And you're like, that is not good. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. Man, think about that in, in our life. God says, you know what? You wait today, I'll give you fresh grace and fresh mercy. Let's start again. Let's start again. I look back at my life and I said, man, I wonder, wonder what, how, if, if you was to write your eulogy, what would it look like? See, these are things I think about when I don't sleep and my wife's snoring. She says she does, but she does. And I read something I wrote. I said, I want to read something to you. She said, are you going to read that at church? I said, I might. She said, oh. I ain't decided yet. She said, that sounds like a eulogy. I said, you never know. But I'll forward it to you just in case. But I can tell you what, it wasn't all about me. If I was to leave here today, what would I want people to see in my life when I left? Imperfect God, God following a perfect God. I got to love his family. Right? I got to have his compassionate. A friend you could call. A pastor you could count on. That's, what I, that's my prayer. That's what my prayer is. Somebody that might have left a few footprints along this earth for somebody else to follow to Jesus. That's my, that's my prayer. That's what I pray I leave, leave behind. Not an old truck, a shotgun, and 50 bucks. A legacy that will point others to Christ. Amen. But guess what? You don't leave a legacy. You don't start on your legacy on your deathbed. Amen. You start on it today. Amen. Because if you live your life in a way that is so powerful and so full of life, God will draw people to you. They will gravitate to you. You ever see that? Sometimes we'll have a meeting or something in the morning and people will be coming around and go, hey man, what's going on? Guess what? When somebody's doom and gloom, guess what happens? I don't want to be around that, do you? If somebody's upbeat, I'll be like, hey, what's, what's going on? What's going on? The joy of the Lord should be shining through in our life. Sign of transformation. Amen? Is obedience. Are we being obedient to what God called us to do? And I was writing a few things down here, and you think about this: uh, or Do we got selective obedience? Is that is that good? That's really not obedience, is it? It was just selective. Let's keep on going here. We need to have an eternal perspective. Take a look at this here. I got some scripture up here. Second Corinthians four eighteen. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. Man, how much are you thinking about the long haul? I say it all the time. We're at work. Something will happen. They say, go ahead, buddy. Say it. It says, big picture living, baby. Get the big picture. Let's just keep moving. Don't get wrapped around one little thing. Big picture. What is the big picture? What's the big deal? I don't know. I've I, I worked where I've worked at for 32 years. I have seen a lot of people come. A lot of people go. Amen. Guess what? We're still working. Still going. You miss people and everything else. And there's some people that, that do highly skilled, everything else. Guess what? The wheel keeps turning. But the things that I remember about the people that impacted my life that I worked with was not so much that they were a great technician or a great manager and all these things. It's maybe the positive things that they brought to the team. Maybe it was the things, the way they lived their life. 
You know? I, I've seen, I, there was a, the older gentleman, and, and this is when I was early on in my walk, and I could see something different with him. He's a good worker. They said everything else he was doing, he was working unto the Lord. And there would be other people around him that would just go, hey, what? And they get in there cussing around and stuff. And trying to upset the guy's day. And he just says, hey, man, uh, isn't there something else we can say besides that? They would just, you see, they just trying to rattle the cage. Right? And I'm looking at that, and I'm going, look how that man handled that. Isn't that the way to do it? He didn't yell. He didn't say, y'all, you're going to hell. He just loved them where they were and led by example. Amen? That's something else right there. He led by example. Notice that I'm talking about that man today, not so much the naysayers. Don't have it in my notes. This came straight to my heart when I thought about the people that impacted my life and the people that, the people that were walking and working and living a life that was pleasing to God. I say he did everything right, everything else, but there was something different about that man. What was it? Christ was his king. How about you? Let's take a look at this. And also, he had a humble heart. How many people like prideful people? Sure you do. You like prideful people. I just told you this. But that'd be some kind of man. That you gonna shut me down? That that was just I just I gotta keep going. A humble heart doesn't mean. That you're a door, doormat. A humble heart doesn't mean that you let people just run over you or anything else. It means to me that you give God the right position in your life first. Right? And he will guide your steps. And he will guide your thoughts. And he will guide how you spend your money, how you treat your family, how you treat your wife, how you treat your neighbors, all that. And you watch. God's going to be glorified. But that means also... That we stand up for what's right. That makes it tough sometimes, doesn't it? You ever have that? You're somewhere and you got a bunch of jokes going on and everything else. Sometimes I just go, I don't make a big scene. I don't slam my, my Bible down and walk up. I just go, hey, uh, let me know y'all need me when we get on the job, okay? But they know that. Also know that I also don't get many, uh, as many jokes forward to me anymore. It's okay with me, you know? Isn't it amazing what we will share a joke and not share the gospel? It's crazy, isn't it? How worried are you about what somebody else is going to think? Get over it. Get over it. Right? Especially when it comes to, to sharing your faith. You don't have to be obnoxious. There don't have to be anything else. Just love them where they are. Man, I've said this before. Share, share my faith with folks and, I, and they'll say, they'll, they'll tell me what they believe and I'll ask them, like I said earlier, well, why do you believe that and things like that? And you know what I tell them sometimes? I said, man, you know what? I really appreciate you sharing that with me because it'll help me when I talk to other people. Thanks. And I'll go to work on something else. They go, hey, you know, I was thinking of something else too. And I think about this and think about this and all this. I didn't say I agreed with them. I said, thanks for being open and allowing us to have a dialogue because guess what? We have a dialogue, two people are talking, right? And I go, yeah. And then I can say, interject something from God's word. And I can tell you what, over time, I have seen more people come back and ask me, you know, I was thinking about what you said. It's not this. It's this. It's a big difference. Loving them where they are. Amen? Loving them where they are. So a humble heart. Well, take a look at this. I said powerful evangelism. That's the next thing we need to really look at with a transformed life. I said 
not have been there during that attitude. How does that tie up? A lot of times people say, well, you know, I'm not the preacher, so I don't, I don't preach. Okay. You can still share the gospel. Well, I don't sing, so I don't, I don't do this. I, you know, we can always find the things that we don't do. What's the thing that you do do? What do you do well? Because everybody's got something. And you can use that in a mighty way. You know? I said, man, you know what? Some people write cards to make people feel encouraged. Amen? Anybody got a card from anybody in here been encouraged with that? Amen. That's good stuff. Anybody get a phone call every now and then? Somebody encourage you with that? That's great, isn't it? It's amazing. Turn around. Somebody, sometimes somebody bake some cookies. Somebody do this. Somebody do that. You know? Just something. Whatever you can do. And, 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 and you can use that as a platform. Just like with that car. Selling that truck. I looked at that totally as a platform to share my faith with, the, with this boy. Don't make no difference. It's crazy that God can use us right where we are. Have you ever thought about that? Think back for just a second. Some of the people that God has put in your life and how they have impacted your life so much. Were they Bible scholars? Maybe yes, maybe no. Or did somebody just love you right where you were? Amen. Right where they were. And it said, man, you better clean up. Better do this. Better do that. Better do this. No. You know what's a blessing to me? When I see my neighborhood that I grew up come to church and get saved. Amazing. And I got the understanding of that good news. I said, Lord, use me any way you can. There's probably not many people that pass away in my neighborhood, in the old neighborhood, that I don't do their funeral. I don't care if I got to take off work. I don't care whatever I got to do, whatever it be. Because I, I promised the Lord. I said, Lord, give me opportunity. I know them. I love them. I want them to know the message. Not just them, but that's really on my heart. And when we started the church here, it's on my heart because this is our home. This is, man, I, I, Lord, I don't want my neighbor to go to hell. Lord, I don't, I don't want anybody to go to hell. Use us in a way, Lord. Use us with what we got. Let us talk to people right where they are, you know? I realize there's a lot of churches around here, but guess what? I don't know none of them that are full, you know? So guess what? If somebody is not going there, maybe they'll go here. If they don't go here, maybe they'll go there. I don't care as long as they're getting the message and seeing their life transformed by the love of God. He said, man, you getting all teary-eyed? Yeah, because it matters. It matters. Man, I just don't think you guys understand sometimes, and maybe you do, but this is why my eyes fill up like this. I was lost, man. Lost. And I think about, man, if I would have died prior to getting this good news, I would have been in hell for eternity. But somebody... And I can't even say just one person. God had used a, a, a slew of people to, to get me over to where I would listen, for I would receive that. I didn't go to church. I went once when I was five, once when I was 30, man. I didn't know nothing about anything like that. I always thought God was out to get me. God was out to give me, is the truth. He was out to give me life. He was give me forgiveness, give me grace, give me mercy. But what I do, I just push it away. Push it away. Push it away, push it away, push it a little further, you know? And so when I see people doing that same thing, I understand that, I guess I can say. I was there, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Let me tell you, 
Our works are like filthy rags. They can have the t-shirt. I want Jesus. Amen. I want Jesus. I want the relationship. I want, I want what God has for me. I want what his word says I can be. I want to make a difference in this world while I'm here. I want people to see the transformation in my life. I want people to say, man, what is going on with that dude? Jesus, that's what's going on. That's what I want them to see. They say, man, you can say, yes, I do. I want them to know that. I want my kids to say, man, I don't know, but man, my dad was a funny guy and this and that. We did some stuff and we did a lot of stuff. But man, you know that? He, he, he really believed what he preached. Oh, your dad never did nothing wrong? No, he did plenty wrong. But you know what? He was trying to get his life back on track. But here's the thing. My heart is in tune to what God has because of what God did. How about you? Are oh, you been transformed by that? Let's keep on going here. Man, I know I'm getting a little long here, but that's all right. Everybody doing all right? So we need to be proclaiming the mission. What's the mission? The gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ. With that comes a little bit of accountability, right? I said, well, you know what? Well, with our transformation, there comes a little accountability. We will give account one day. I talked about that. Does that concern you? If God was said, you were standing before the Lord today, would you say, Lord, you know what? I did everything I could to share, share your message with people. Wow. Think about it. This, when that day comes, it will not be no gray area. It will not be, well, sort of, kind of. It will be the truth. It will be straight down the pipe. It will be boom. It would be the truth. Are you satisfied with your walk? You know what my prayer is? My prayer is that you're never satisfied with your walk inside of heaven. That you're constantly leaning in and adjusting and moving and going and all that. Don't get comfortable in your faith, amen? Get grounded in your faith and grow from that. And let the Lord transform you, amen? And proclaim that. Because we have a what? We have a responsibility. He's called us to do that. We were talking this morning. I said, well, I said, we were talking about, well, what do you do? I told him about my job. And I said, this is my calling. Amen? That's, that's it. I, I don't take this as a job. I don't punch a clock. This is my life. This is my life. This is what, what's going on in my life. I, I don't just, well, I'm going to take off Monday. Guess what? I'm still sharing Jesus if I take off Monday. Don't matter. Doesn't matter if I'm, I'm on the phone. Doesn't matter. And I told you all this before. If I get a sales call, guess what? They're going to hear about Jesus. If they call them for money, whatever, if I can send something, if, if, if I believe in the cause, I'll do that. But I said, well, you know what, how about this? You know what, I can't give this time, but how about I pray for your situation? I never had anybody say, nope. Last time, there was the sheriff's department. I said, well, you know, I gave last time, I can't do it this time, but I'll tell you what, would it be all right if I pray for you? He said, son, if we need all the prayer we can get, go ahead. Bring it on. I'm waiting, well, go ahead and put your boss on the line. I'll pray with him too. Amen. It don't matter. It doesn't cost me anything, but it's, 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 it's taking the time. Can you imagine if you just call somebody and, and they just say, hey, man, you know what? Uh, can I pray for you? When I first got saved, I'll tell you, I was on the sideline, baby. I was like, I don't know anything. And God put this young man working right beside me for a, for a season. One of my best friends, Kenny Green. And I got to see what it means to have a transformed life. Kenny was one of these guys that would just pray for you anytime, anywhere. Sound like somebody you know now? Because I can tell you, man, I was like, we were in the shop doing something. He said, man, you know, that's, that's great, man. He said, I'll tell you what, why don't we just pray about that right now? I was like, but there's people in here. Kenny put his hat up, put his arm, hand on my arm, he started praying. I'm crying. Guys working on stuff. Guess what? He was only there for about six months. Man, did he make a difference in my life. 
Man, did he make a difference in my life. I was still rocking and rolling and everything else. He said, God's going to use you. I said, yeah, he's going to use my life to say, don't do that. That was my answer. I remember I said, I said this before. Kenny, we were playing somewhere, and I jumped on this one song. I had this big guitar solo. Take off, jump up on this pool table. A lot thinner then. Had a guitar behind my head, and I look at Kenny's there with his Bible Sunday school teacher. He goes, God's going to use that guy. I was going, I'm like, he believes in me. But he knew God believed in me. Let me tell you, that changed, my, that changed everything. I said, you would come in this dark place, and you would meet people, and you would bring it in, and you say, hey, that, that guy, God's going to use that guy. Man, I can't even tell the story without crying, man. Because I was like, he did, and he is. God will come in a dark place and grab you and use you. In your business, at home, in your prayer closet. You know, at the bus stop, wherever it is. But man, it's something about when God puts somebody in your life to say, you can do it. And if you don't see anybody else, I'll be the guy. I'm telling you today, only today, you can do it. I'm telling you, put your faith and trust in what God has done. That's the mission I want you to hear today. And we're responsible, and I want to tell you that God is good. Amen? Let's keep on going. I says, God's looking for more than a one-time decision. He desires his followers to understand their message and embrace their mission to make disciples. How many people are viewing discipleship a little bit different than they did when they walked in today? Huh? Has it opened your eyes a little bit? Has, has it made you, has it rattled your cage a little bit? Say, man, buddy, uh, you know, I, I know that, but don't get comfortable. Get compassionate. Get out there. You know? I say this all the time. How many people got bills? If you don't like to talk to people, I can help you with your evangelism, all right? Take some of these Bible tracks, write your bill out, put your check in there, and put a Bible track in there. Right? Who knows? Somebody might open that and go, man, I need Jesus. Amen? Now, I say that all the time. Somebody said, I put that in there, but I didn't put my check in there. I'd say, put your check in there, too. Amen? But there's always ways to share your faith. There's always ways to share your faith. Put that bumper sticker on the back of your car. Somebody said, what is that? Oh, let me tell you that. I'm going to invite you to church. Who knows? Are you willing to embrace what God's asked us to do? What else we got? I said, have you embraced the mission of your life to make disciples? People say, buddy, you know what your call is. God called you to preach. Yeah, okay. I do, and I'm very grateful that God gave me a billboard to let me know that. And you say, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, I can help you with that. I don't know all that God's called you to do, but if you are a believer in Christ, he's called you. To make disciples, amen. He has called you to share your faith. You can start there and ask the Lord to help you, amen. So that's what we're talking about today. Dig deep into that mission field. How many people that came here or that are here have been invited by a friend? Invite somebody invited you here. Nobody. Okay. <laughs> David, I invited you before. Robert, I probably invited you. Jeff, I've had you in the Holy Ghost head lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chucky, I'm not saying me. I got to tell a story of Chuck Shavers before. Chuck, a uh, musician, and I knew Chuck from playing music and stuff, and Chuck used to work at the, the uh, guitar shop I used to go to a lot. And he said, man, I, I got this surgery and stuff, man. Would you pray about that? I said, yeah, 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 no problem. So I took off work the next day. I got there about 5 o'clock in the morning. He's like, 
What are you doing here? So I'm going to pray for you, man. So don't, don't you got to work for that? I go, yeah, it's okay. But look who's sitting here today. And it was wife. Look, they had the privilege of marrying her. How long ago was that, Chuck? 10, 12, 15 years? I don't even know. Wow. Plant that seed. Plant that seed. Plant that seed. And guess what? There's been a lot of seeds planted, and the harvest hadn't come in yet, but I'm trusting God to bring that because the mission deal is to share the good news. Is everybody good with that? Is everybody ready to share the faith? Is everybody ready to grow deeper in the relationship with the Lord? Is everybody secure in Christ because of what Jesus Christ did? Can you tell me where to find the gospel in the, in the, in the Bible? Do you know what the good news is, right? I'm going back through here. I want to make sure you got it. Watch the tape again, all right? Whatever it takes. But today, I want to tell you something. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the privilege to share the greatest message I've known. One that will take you right where you are and transform your life for eternity. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for all you do. And I thank you for each one here. And I thank you for ones that are listening. And Lord, I pray that when folks hear the message, that they hear the truth of the gospel. That Lord, that you are the only way to heaven. That as believers, we are called to make disciples. To grow in our relationship and point people to you. And so today, if you're sitting here today, or you're listening to this today, or whether you're listening to this a year from now, this message does not change. If you die today, you know for sure that you go to heaven. Not a hope so, not a maybe, but a no so. And he says you can know that when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the finished work of the cross, in his shed blood, and the rising of Jesus Christ on the third day. That is the gospel message. When you grab a hold of that by faith. And you say Lord come into my life. Forgive me my sin. I believe that Lord. With everything I got in my heart. Save me. The Bible says. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's a done deal. You are secure. But don't stop there. Grow. It's a relationship. Grow. Seek his face, read his word, speak his word, and lead others to the greatest gift ever, eternal life through Jesus Christ. Everybody said, amen. Amen. I hope you guys had a good time with that. Give the Lord a hand clap. We got a good song to sing before we go. I want you guys to jump on up and we'll sing a song together. Amen. Uh, through keepingpromise.org. Everybody had a good time today? Say amen. Amen. All right. Go out and make disciples. We're happy to have you. In Jesus' name, bye-bye. All right. Man, well, we're going to take a few minutes to get the pulse of our church family. The, the cameras are off, and you can turn the lights off.